eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten wrong with yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this, of this intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go over across town to, to Ryan Callahan's home daycare center. And if we're bringing on Ryan for a breaking news podcast, you probably know what this means, but we'll go ahead and turn it over to Ryan. Ryan, tell the good people why we're having another edition of this podcast, a breaking one. Yeah, Tennessee has added another player to its 2023 recruiting class, lineman Trevor Duncan from nearby Knoxville Catholic High School. What was? Uh, yeah, I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> coming uh, off of a, uh, multiple visits to Tennessee during spring practice. Uh, not, not a surprise that he's ending up at Tennessee, but a, but a nice pickup locally nonetheless. Uh, he chose Tennessee really over Virginia Tech in the end. Vanderbilt was also... Uh, sort of in his top three down the stretch. Kentucky was a contender at one point. Uh, so his recruitment had not fully taken off, but he did have several Power Five offers, and, and Tennessee uh, was just really on him uh, as, as hard as anyone throughout his recruitment. They offered him way back in late July, and he's obviously been on campus, uh, being so close by, has been on campus, uh, I think, five times since then. And just uh, it was going to be tough for Tennessee not to, to win out in the end, but this one was a little bit interesting because his brother – uh, Cody Duncan is a walk-on tight end at Virginia Tech, and and that that at least gave him something to consider. You know, I, I don't think that was likely to win out really uh, at, at any point. But the, the new staff at Virginia Tech had recruited him pretty hard, and and at least you know gave gave it a good run uh, before you know I think the chance to stay home and play for the the team he grew up liking just ultimately won out. So uh, nice pickup locally for Tennessee, and we'll, we'll talk more about him as a player obviously in just a minute, but I, I think he's got some real upside that makes this a, a, a better pickup than I think a lot of people will probably see it as today based on his rating and offer list and all those things that, that fans typically look at. Yeah. And let's just get a couple things out of the way. First off, this young man is six foot five and a half, uh, 277 pounds. That's what he's listed at. Uh, so there's certainly a lot of exciting things athletically about a kid that size. And on film, you can see a lot of potential different things that, that he could do. We also know that since he went to Knoxville Catholic High School, he's better than everyone else who didn't go there. 
Uh, we know that history proves that time and time again. Uh, certainly the University of Tennessee now is sort of littered uh, in different sports with prospects from this this little it's becoming like their AAA farm team almost in different sports, just producing prospects for them every year. But in all seriousness, Ryan, this is a kid who athletically – you know, he's listed by most people as an athlete. You know, obviously he'll be playing somewhere on the line of scrimmage. You can tell that by his build. But athletically here, you see a guy who, if he's determined to play on the D-line, uh, you know, maybe get, gets a shot to do that. Looks maybe like he could play offensive line too and maybe even kind of sort of be better there. There's a lot of different things to, to say about a kid like this. But athletically, you, you see options. And as a coach, you, you probably like that. Absolutely. I kind of like we talked about with Nathan Robinson, another big bodied guy that, that Tennessee added not too long ago that uh, you just, you just take guys like that, especially in state and, and get as many of them as you can. And you sort of figure it out once you get them on campus. And th- this is what Tennessee's done at its best. I mean, you, 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 we've, we've talked about this in the past, obviously, but the, the Philip Fulmer era was filled with players who were recruited as defensive linemen, ended up on the offensive line or, recruited as linebackers, ended up at defensive end. You know, if, if you've got big athletic guys, you just, uh, you know, whether they're in the defensive front seven or on the line of scrimmage or wherever, you just sort of take them and figure it out later. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And Tennessee is at a point in its rebuilding process where they're not necessarily in in, uh, in the shape they want to be in on either line of scrimmage. So I think this one makes sense from either standpoint for Tennessee, no matter where he ends up. Uh, you know, he, he's continued to mention over the past few months, he thinks Tennessee's recruiting him to play on the defensive line. And, and I think that's, that's probably accurate right now, but uh, I think the long-term position is still very much up in the air. Uh, you know, obviously he's talked with Glenn Ellerby, the offensive line coach, in addition to Rodney Garner, the defensive line coach knows both of the, both of those guys pretty well. I think, has enough com- enough of a comfort level with both of those guys and the staff as a whole that he's, he, he wasn't dead set on, on playing a, p- a specific position, but I think he's always seen himself as a defensive lineman. So I think that's at least been in the back of his mind and, and Tennessee has, has sort of left, you know, left that unsaid, but I think left him with the idea that he is going to at least start off on the defensive line. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out in the long run, but no doubt, I think he's got some, some interesting potential you know, again, played mostly on the defensive line last year, so he's got decent production, some pretty good film on that side of the ball. But I think when you when you see his offensive line film, you see the the length, obviously the the build, the frame. He he's just it's a it, it's a kind of a tackle type body where it's not hard to envision him having quite a bit of upside on the offensive side of the ball. So I think that if you're looking for where he has the highest upside, I would lean a little bit toward that just because. The defensive line, it's all about, you know, quick twitch and, and all of those things. No no question, I think he can play either side of the ball because he's a big, strong kid uh, and, and could, make, could, could make an impact on either side of the ball. But I just think the offensive line, if you're looking for the highest ceiling, and that's usually what you're looking for, might be where he offers the, the most potential down the road. We'll see. I think that's going to be a possibly an evolving situation even once he gets on campus to kind of see how that goes and where he ends up. But a, a big, again, a big athletic guy that gives you – multiple options, and, and that's a good problem to have. Yeah, th- there's a few things to sort of break down and discuss there, I think, Ryan. First off is that I think the one thing you said that really stood out to me, because I com- I completely agree with it, not that I disagree with anything you said, but one thing I definitely, definitely agreed with, for sure, was that you look at the line of scrimmage 
And the bottom line is whether this young man ends up being a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman, Tennessee needs both of those things. So no matter which side of the ball he ends up on, Tennessee can use more size, more talent, more skill, more numbers, more options in those positions. So no matter where he ends up, that's a good thing. And then the second thing is that it is sort of human nature to think that, and I think for years the Philip Fulmer era taught us these sorts of things, that if you can be sort of you know, average athletically one place or, or you know, maybe a much better athlete at another place, we assume that you're going to end up in the place where you have the more upside or we think you have the more more upside. So, you know, you'd see a, a guy, the old adage was, if you don't know if he's an old lineman or a D lineman, he's an old lineman. If you don't know whether he's a guard or a tackle, he's a guard. If you don't know whether he's a tight end or a wide receiver, he's a tight end, you know, those sorts of things. And you can keep going down. Like if you're not sure if he's, you know, a safety or a corner, he's a safety. But there have been stories in the past and you don't even have to look far, I mean, to, to think where things, this thing went the other way. Because Daniel Hood also came from Knoxville Catholic High School. And most people thought, I was one of them, assumed he would be an offensive lineman. Uh, even Tennessee staff at the time assumed he was going to be an offensive lineman. And then they had a need their defensive line. And he said, listen, I'd rather play there anywhere. Can I get a shot? And several people, even his own teammate, Malik Jackson, said, dude, you're not athletic enough to do this. He proved a lot of people wrong. He went to the defensive line. He became a good, solid defensive tackle. Not a world beater. He'd be the first to tell you that. But he became a good, solid SEC defensive lineman. So assuming that he ends up in one place or the other, to me at this point when he's, what, 17 years old, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think we need to see where this thing goes. Yeah, I think that's that's completely fair. And, and yeah, he, to me, he just, he just still looks like a guy who's developing either way. You know, I think he is such a big-bodied guy and has has so much potential that, you know, he, he, he finished product, he, he still could end up getting a little bit taller. I don't know that he's finished growing. Uh, and, and either way, I think he's got a frame that's going to put on more size. So to me, he either ends up, a, you know, a 290-plus pound defensive tackle or he ends up a, a nice-sized offensive tackle or, or, or possibly guard, but I think more, more likely tackle if he, if he were to play on the offensive line. And that's the, those are all good possibilities. So uh, you mentioned Daniel Hood. That's certainly a good example. I'll give you another one on Tennessee's current roster. Omari Thomas is a guy that a lot of yeah. people thought coming out of high school had a higher ceiling on offense, but he made I did. It clear. I did certainly. I I think you could still make the case that he does, but he's turned himself into a very good defensive tackle. Uh, at least, it's certainly starting to show uh, signs of developing into that going into this year. Uh, made some plays last year, and and yeah, made it clear coming out of high school he wanted to play on the defensive line, so that's where he started off, and now he's played there under two different staffs. So. Um, hey, Laneith Whitehead, you know, everyone thought he was a linebacker coming out of high school, made it very clear. And it did in some recent interviews that he wanted to play running back still does. And, and so he's still there. And so I, I still think he'd be a better linebacker, but he's, he's, he's good enough at running back. Yeah. So, so especially when a player has at least a, a stated preference, you certainly can't rule out that, that, a, that a position change like that is, is, uh, is not going to happen. So even though some people might look at Trevor Duncan right now and think, and I know multiple schools recruiting him do see him as more of an offensive lineman. I don't think you can assume anything because you just never know how that's going to play out as we've seen with those cases and, and others that we've mentioned. So uh, it, it is uh, an interesting discussion, but again, you take big bodies like this and, and you, you sort of just get them on campus, let them develop. He, he's not a guy that probably projects as a day one starter, uh, at least not right offhand. Uh, no matter which side of the ball he's on. So you, you get him on campus, you put him through practices and you see how, 
how he develops and maybe he surprises you. Maybe, maybe he ends up being, uh, you know, more of an impact defensive lineman than we're expecting, but either way, I think he is a, a, a really fascinating player that, that to be honest, I, I think you could make the case and Tennessee's already got some nice, nice players on the line of scrimmage uh, in this class. I think you could argue Trevor Duncan's guy as high of a ceiling as any of them uh, that Tennessee's added so far, you know, Aiden Bustle, a nice pickup in state on the offensive line, but Trevor Duncan's high on Tennessee's board and, and has been for a while. And I think that this is one that fans should be pretty excited about this. I think this is a guy that Tennessee sees as having quite a bit of potential relative to his offer list and sort of his, his profile as a prospect so far. Yeah. We've said this time and time again, we've said this for years. We'll continue saying this for years. Uh, where we rank players uh, is important certainly to us or we wouldn't do it. You know, we got smart guys who do this stuff. But what matters more than anything is each particular coaching staff, each particular head coach, each, each particular position coach at each particular school, what they think of a player is what matters the most because they are the ones that are going to take those players and try to go mold them into guys that help them win games and compete for championships. So and, that matters well, just more to- than anything. And it would just to add to that, though, we do have him, I would say, pretty highly rated at 24-7 sports right now for a guy who was, you know, wasn't a, a Mr. Football winner as a junior or anything like that. He's, he's already a high three-star prospect in 24-7 sports rankings, the number 16 player in the state of Tennessee, uh, listed as an athlete right now because of that two-way potential. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what our analysts do with that in the coming months. Regardless, that, that, that is a... Uh, that is a pretty respectable rating, uh, I, I would say, for a guy who, again, is is not all that highly regarded in terms of offers, doesn't have 20-plus offers right now. So to, to see him with that kind of rating, I think, shows that our analysts have quite a bit of respect for his game, and I think that's kind of a reflection of what, what Tennessee sees in him. So even though he's not a top-10 player in the state right now, I, th- I think that's a pretty good rating for him to have already. And now still you've got senior film where I, I, think I, I would not be surprised if his – stock continues to rise in the coming months and he gets more offers to kind of back up what Tennessee has already seen in him. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to uh, just to build hype or anything, but it's not uncommon. And I think our 24 seven sports, we've been pretty good about this. If a guy really emerges as a senior and just all of a sudden starts looking like an elite player or prospect instead of what he had been before, our ratings will reflect that. You know, I think that I credit our guys for that time and time again, they are not afraid to go, wow, this guy was a two-star not long ago or whatever, but we think he's a four-star now. I mean, our guys will do that because they understand kids develop at different ages. That's just sort of how it goes. You know, some guys physically when they're 16 and 17 and then they turn 18, they're just different guys. So that's true of, of every athlete in every sport. You never know. Plenty more to discuss about this young man, Tennessee, adding a commitment from Trevor Duncan of the Knoxville Catholic High School. Lots and lots more to discuss about him, about what this means for Tennessee's recruiting on the line of scrimmage on both sides, what this means for Tennessee recruiting locally and in-state. Lots more to dig into. But before we do that, we got to step away for just a second, uh, pay some bills, listen to products, ad services, all that other kind of fun stuff. And we will be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
Podcast.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. Talking about the newest addition to Tennessee's 2023 recruiting class, Trevor Duncan from the Knoxville Catholic High School, six foot five and a half, 277-pound lineman who potentially could play defense. Uh, he prefers that right now, or he could be an offensive lineman regardless, uh, a lineman, uh, an athlete, a jumbo athlete that Tennessee, Josh Heupel and his staff are happy to add to this class. Lots more to discuss about him and other things. Before we do that, though, guys, uh, just a quick PSA here. If you could take about a minute out of your day right now, please, and we say this every episode because this is how important it is, please go in there, rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. But what helps us out more than anything is if you go in there and Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, you can cast a fine pod. You can find this very Go Balls 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. The one thing we ask for, one set of things that we ask for, uh, is go ahead and tell your friends that's always good, old-fashioned stuff. That works. Also, rate and review and subscribe. If you're already doing that, thank you. We love you. If not, go yourself. That's the rule. Sticking to it. No one has told me to stop doing that. And until they do so, uh, we're going to continue doing that. Also, please subscribe to GoVols247.com, which is, as I'll tell you later and remind you later, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get everything on Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, Lady Vols coverage, tons and tons more at GoVols247.com. Ryan, I mentioned this in – you know, every time Tennessee adds a player from my alma mater, I joke that it's the best place in the world and that it's better, you know, everyone who goes there is better than every other person because it's just fun to say such jokey things. In all seriousness, though, I want to ask you about this. Tennessee has added not just this young man, but but prospects from the past several years, especially in, you know, football, basketball, women's sports. There's like a nice little pipeline flowing there. And for whatever reason, there seem to be a lot of division one prospects lately that are coming from that school. And it's never a bad thing to go in there and have some sort of a pipeline built in because you're not going to get everybody. Obviously Harrison Smith went to Notre Dame, uh, you know, Amari Rogers for reasons that we understand uh, went to Clemson. There are a lot, you're not going to get everybody that you want, but it seems like they have a pretty high batting average at this school right now. And it seems like this school is producing more and more division one prospects. How good is it for Tennessee to have that sort of a pipeline or that sort of a, an advantage built in at a place like that? Yeah, I think that is a, a good thing. And, and you don't have to look any further than Tennessee's current roster for an example of why, uh, you know, Tyler bear and a guy who only spent one year at Knoxville Catholic, but still uh, had, had that connection there played for one year with Trevor Duncan, you know, at least, 
gives him a familiar face over there, along with Cooper Mays that obviously uh, played his entire high school career at Knoxville Catholic. So uh, those are, those are certainly two guys that Trevor Duncan is very familiar with and, uh, and, and will have those familiar faces on campus when he joins the roster next year. Um, so yeah, it help, helps to keep that pipeline going. Uh, certainly there will be more, more and, players and, there. And, pro- and even, even BJ Edwards, the basketball, the top 50 basketball yeah. prospect who there, who's a friend of his, you know, so that's, that's big too. No question. And, and there will be more prospects. There are prospects at, at Knoxville Catholic every year. They've, they've done a pretty good job of being uh, very aggressive and trying to, uh, to, to upgrade uh, the, the talent always to, to try to keep up as they've, they've faced tougher competition uh, at the division two level and, are doing their best to, to, to try to keep up with some of the top programs in the state that they face all the time. And they've, they've, they've clearly done a good job of, of continuing to, to add some, some good players. Uh, some, some from, you know, outside the area like Tyler Baird and some from here locally that, uh, that, that they've really, I think done a, done a nice job there. So, yeah, I think, I think that's a good school to have a, have a foothold in like that and, and to, and not surprising at all to see Tennessee signing players from Knoxville Catholic on a, on a pretty regular basis, you know, there are, there are certainly other division one prospects on their roster uh, right now. And, and there will be plenty more there in the future. Ryan, in terms of what this means locally and in state, this sort of dovetails with what we were just talking about. It sort of expands it. Uh, we're never going to not mention the importance of getting, you know, in-state guys, especially local guys. And, and this is not what you would say is just an, Oh my God year. Uh, in the state of Tennessee, like there's been a couple recently. But this is a good, solid year in state, as most of them are becoming now. And with the full year now that under his belt, it seems like Hypo and his staff, they've done a, a much better job, as you would expect, given the time to do so. They've gone out and they've made more connections. They've got more of these 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 coaches uh, kind of in their corner or listening to them. They're getting more players from the state. It just seems like they're they're doing a nice job of sort of putting foundation pieces in there. They are. And, and yeah, this, this was a class that like, like you said, was, you know, from the start, it kind of looked like a, a class that doesn't have quite as many, you know, high ceiling elite prospects right now, but it has still a good number. And this is, this is where the depth and consistency of the state of Tennessee is starting to show up that even in kind of a down year, relatively speaking, there's still these guys like Trevor Duncan and like Nathan Robinson and like, like Nate Spillman, across the state that Tennessee wants to add to its roster. So uh, not surprising to see Tennessee uh, doing better than it did last year when for a number of reasons, they only signed two in-state players in the 2022 class. Uh, we, we've, we've certainly discussed quite a bit why that, why that happened the way it did the dead period last year, coaching change, all that stuff, uh, lack of momentum around the program level of competition they face for guys like Walter Nolan and Ty Simpson. There was a lot that went into all that, uh, including evaluations having to happen last year, this year, they're, they're caught up on all of that. The relationships are in place. Their evaluations are much more solidified because this staff has been on, uh, on Tennessee's campus for more than a year. Uh, the, the, just the way they've recruited them from the start has been so different. Uh, they're not scrambling to get a feel for which ones they want which ones they had the best shot at and, and trying to piece it all together throughout the year. These are guys, including Trevor Duncan, that they've been recruiting for several months and you're seeing them have, have success uh, in part based on all those things. And in part based on the fact that the programs seem to be on the rise. So um, just to have a handful of in-state commitments this early in the year, I think shows you the difference night and day to me between the way last year's class went in-state and the way this year's class is shaping up 
in what's even not a terrific year by Tennessee's recent standards, but still a solid class where it looks like they are now in position to sign several in-state players, uh, a noticeable upgrade from last year. And I think a big, big deal because that, as I've always said uh, in, over the past seven, eight years, and this is, it's no coincidence that when Tennessee started to, to get more competitive under Butch Jones and won those uh, nine games in back-to-back seasons, it was largely based on an in-state foundation, Derek Barnett, Jalen Rees-Maben, Jalen Hurd, Josh Malone. And to me, if Tennessee is going to get back to that point, you know, you can, you can land the occasional five-star in other states, uh, as they've already done with Nico Iamaliava and, and players like that. You can do that, but the foundation of this roster needs to start with in-state players, and this is a big step toward doing that. You, you're not always going to sign a, you know, 10 or 12 players in-state but you've got to get the ones that can help you. And we're already seeing Tennessee doing a much better job of that in the 2023 class. Yeah, it's like Josh Heupel says in relation to other things, it's kind of like a snowball rolling downhill. If you want to build, you know, you're never going to make it a fortress, but but if you start building a foundation where a lot of the kids in your locker room and some of your most important players and your foundation guys, if they're in-state guys, you just sort of start a culture where guys in the state want to continue that tradition. A lot of them, they want to go play for the state university. They want to go in that culture where they feel like they're already sort of, they'll know a lot of people and they'll get along with guys and they'll understand each other. It's just really important in a lot of ways. Like you could bring in, you know, 50 guys from any, you know, or 25 guys from wherever you want to in a year and you could, you could have success. Um, but if you want to build something and sustain it, it just really helps to, to start it from within your own borders, Ryan. Before, well, what, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What, one thing to add to that, just really quickly, Tennessee on you know the NIL stuff gets discussed a lot in recruiting, and understandably so. That's uh, the name, image, and likeness uh, uh, discussions and deals are, are such a such a, a growing, evolving, fast changing part uh, of the recruiting process. I think one of the things that's going to help Tennessee continue to have in state in state success is you're going to be able to sell to to these in state players that they can, they can maximize that much more at Tennessee than they can at another school. It's a much bigger deal to say Elijah Herring to be from Murfreesboro and playing at Tennessee than it is for him to go to an out-of-state school where he's just another out-of-state player. So all of those things I think are going to continue to make Tennessee a, a, a much bigger player within state recruits. And I think that's I'm not saying that's a reason for their for their success so far, but it's another reason I think they can sustain what they're building in state. So it's a it's a very good start to have what they're well, what they already have in this class in 2023. Uh, but I, I think it's something they can continue to do. I think Josh Heupel's staff uh, is is on the right track and and doing a good job on the relationship side. And I think the NIL stuff only strengthens Tennessee's case for keeping a lot of players in the state of Tennessee. Ryan, last thing I got before we get out of here, if you want to talk about what's like an ideal recruiting situation or what you would do if you could do it. I mean, you would just do basically what Alabama does, right? You would go in there, let's call it what it is. You would go in there and get some of the very best players at each position from every state across the country and build your roster with those kinds of guys. And there's almost no question you'll be elite every single year. However, most people have to live in the regular world. And Tennessee, for now, still has to live in that regular world. And I think one thing that really helps you when you're in a situation like that is getting some guys – who have a lot of versatility to them because that gives you, I think, more options in terms of how you finish a class. Like you, you don't want to take a whole class full of guys where you're not sure what position they're going to play. You want to take some guys that you're like, 
I know that's a quarterback. You know, I know that's an edge guy. I know that's a corner. I know that's a big time safety. I know this is a big time kicker. All, all those things. You want to do that. But having at least a few guys in every class who you could say, he could play on either side of the ball. He could do this. He could do that. I would think just from a common sense perspective, that helps you a lot with numbers when you're looking at finishing a class and the options that you have. Am I crazy there? Feel free to tell me if I am. Yeah, no, not, not crazy at all. And I, I think, uh, well, not for that reason anyway, but the, yeah, I, I will enough, say, I, I will say it's, it's not as big of an emphasis under this staff. I feel like, as it was in the Jeremy Pruitt era, that staff really liked to take versatile players that could play two or three different spots and saying, Hey, we'll try them out. We'll, we'll move them around even during spring practice or, or fall camp and see where they fit. Uh, I don't know if this staff's going to experiment quite as much as the, as the, the former staff did, but I, I think it, it, it is a plus. And especially when you're putting together a recruiting class and, and I'll give you another reason it's good to have that. Um, the NCAA, of course, never the fastest moving uh, governing body in sports. Correct. Um, has has yet to really decide how it's going to deal with the transfer portal in regard to signing class numbers. Uh, we know that for the 2022 cycle, they had this sort of temporary one-year fix of, hey, we'll give teams an additional seven spots at most if they lose seven players via the transfer portal after the fall semester. Um, so for every player Tennessee has lost via the transfer portal, they theoretically have another spot to fill uh, with another high school player, a transfer, whatever. Um, but that, that was sort of their idea to, to keep the transfer portal from taking away a team's ability to sign high school players. Well, we don't know yet what the situation is going to be for the 2023 class. We don't know if they're going to go with that same solution and extend it by a year, make that a permanent solution, or come up with something entirely different. So in the meantime, Tennessee doesn't know for sure if it can sign 25 high school players without compromising its ability to, to, be a player in the transfer portal next year. So in the meantime, you've got to figure out how many you want to take without knowing what your final number really might end up being realistically. Um, so for that, for that reason, in that situation, it's great to have versatile players like a Trevor Duncan, like, like even a Nathan Robinson to a degree that, that you know can fit into a couple different spots because you, you might have to sort of fudge the numbers a little bit one way or the other to, to meet all of your needs the best the best you can. So, uh, yeah, I think that is a plus and, and especially in a year where there's some, some uncertainty there. Uh, yeah. Nice to know that you have options with a guy like Trevor Duncan. That's a, that's a big body that can play on either line of scrimmage. You got anything else, anything else, Ryan? I, I really like the point that you made there and I don't really want to counter uh, or expand on that because I don't think I could say it better than you did. So you got anything else before we step out of here? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good place to leave it for the most part as uh, yeah definitely want to emphasize that the you know ranking is pretty pretty solid already but i think this is definitely one for tennessee fans to be excited about i've spoken with some people that really see some some pretty high potential i i've heard some i don't want to throw too much out there specifically about uh some of the comparisons i've heard uh from, from trevor duncan but let's just say I, I know there are some people in, in tennessee's program that feel there's some you know, th there's NFL potential here. You know, that if Trevor Duncan reaches his ceiling uh, that they see in him right now, that, that I think this this could end up being a very nice pickup, one that we look back on and, and say was uh, was was kind of a steal for Tennessee at the time, considering the number of teams they really have fought for him over the past six months. There you go. I will let the always optimistic Ryan Callahan uh, take us out <laughs> with that note. Ryan, you you get to be the good cop for now, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna step in your way there. I'm gonna let you have that one. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Wes.
And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. we got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. we got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss Anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists. We've got somebody there. We got people up at different hours of the day. We got all kinds, any time of day, anytime you go there, you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life, advice with kids, what to get spouses for their for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. Oh, just you never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get GoVols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that for free in perpetuity. You also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free. Tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids. All of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, right there, something for the entire family, and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports, uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour, you get everything on there, and we, you get all of that, and our site, all of it, for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 